Come on, I just sense God is wanting our participation this morning at another level. See, he's wanting you to say yes before you hear the next word. Can we just get a yes before we hear the next word? Come on, this morning, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to preach it or not, but I have a word that's, the message is redig to retake. But see, God demonstrated so impressively this morning, all through worship, that, that we just begin to press in and we broke through and we hit the well of his refreshing. See, and that's what God is wanting to do in this house and in this church. He is wanting us to go back to the place of the source. He is on, that source we're seeking after this morning. And see, he's just looking for your yes today. Before you know the next step. Yes, I will go. Come on, God is looking for our yes this morning. Come on, He is stirring us to redig the wells of the past generations. He's stirring us to redig the wells of healing and the wells of revival. See, it's no coincidence that I wore my GJ Revival shirt today. I had another shirt to wear, but I thought, no, this is my Revival shirt. So I'm going to wear that today because God is wanting to do something prophetically in this house. See, it's not a message you can wrap up in a pretty bow and you walk away going, well, that was great. See, no, God is speaking prophetically today that this church, in this hour, we ought to return to the source that we once drew upon. There is life-giving power in the well that we return to. Come on, we've got to redig to retake. We've got to redig to retake. And there is a there is a, 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 a pull, a call, a mandate upon this house that we see a healing revival. So God is calling us to put our attention towards Him. To return to the well that supplies our needs. He is that source. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So Genesis chapter 26 says this. Now there was a famine in the land besides the previous famine that had occurred in the days of Abraham. So Isaac went to Gerar and to Abimelech, the king of the Philistines. And the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Stay in the land of which I shall tell you. Live for a time in this land, and I will be with you, and I will bless you. Now there was a famine in the land. See, in times of famine, we've got to dig deep. See, in a time of famine, you've got to pull harder than ever before. Come on, come on, come on. See, in the times of the lean times and the famine times, it's not the easy times, but God says, if you press in at the famine time, you shall reap a reward. That's right. It's hard in the famine time. See, I believe just church-wide, there's been a famine of healings, and it's time to redig. There's been a famine of His presence, and it's time to press in. There's been a famine of the manifestation of the power of God, and it's time to press in. So we've got to redig to retake. Come on, we've got to redig to retake. If you don't do it in the famine times, when? Why would you do it in the in the in the, the great and amazing times? See, it's in the hard times when you're challenged and when you're pressed, and in those moments. They, the, the, the famines will make you or they will break you and it's all in your choice so we have a choice this morning the, the choice has been extended to us will you follow my lead now there was a famine a famine 
What's the catalyst? That's a famine. A famine. The famine preceded the sowing. There was a famine. There was a drought. There was lack. We looked all around and there was darkness. But God says, in the famine is where it all began. That was the shift for Isaac. The shift came not in the great times. The shift came in the famine. Because he sowed in spite of what he saw. That's right, that's right. See, we can be afraid to sow in healing when we haven't seen healing. But I'm telling you today, we're sowing in healing that we shall reap in healing. Now Isaac sowed in that land. In that land. And he reaped in that same year a hundred times as much. That doesn't make sense in the natural. But it's how God works. When you sow, when you trust Him, you shall reap what He says. Now Isaac sowed. So we're sowing this morning. We're sowing into revival. We're sowing into healing. We're sowing into what the well that God has called us to. We have famine. The famine started it all because it drove Isaac to seek the face of the Lord. And there in that land he sowed. He didn't sow when things were plentiful. He didn't sow when the bank account was running overflowing. He didn't sow when he had all the cattle and all the land in the world. No, he sowed in the place that God told him, there you shall remain. So he sowed in that land and then he reaped a hundredfold. And he continued to become rich and continued to become rich. And it stirred the Philistines to jealousy. That's how we should live our lives. That we stir our enemies to jealousy because of the favor and the blessing of the Lord upon our lives. I'm not talking finances. I'm talking the riches in His glory and in His power and in His authority. It ought to strike envy in the hearts of those who don't know Him. And wonder why are you walking in that kind of authority, that kind of power, that kind of favor. We ought to stir the world to jealousy. What is it about this man? or this woman that makes them so different. Why, when others have lack, they have plentiful? Why, when others are seeking out what to eat, they have been fed thoroughly? So Isaac sowed and he reaped. So we sow in healing this morning that we reap healing. Now Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in that same year. And he became rich. And so all the Philistines envied him. Now all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of his father Abraham, the Philistines stopped them up by filling them with dirt. What has filled your well with dirt? What dirt has filled your well? The well that used to pour out, the well that used to be free-flowing, what things have compounded in your life that have cluttered and debris and, and dirt and dust has fallen in your wells, what has filled in your wells that has stopped the flow of God? See, wells refresh 
They supply and they sustain. Wells are a center for life. And where you find the well, you find life. See, redigging a well isn't always clean. It's messy. I preached this message almost 10 years ago to the date. And it was titled, Redig the Wells. And what's interesting was last Sunday, during the, almost when worship was ending, I, what rose up in my spirit was, Redig the Well. And I haven't thought about this sermon. You can imagine in 10 years, I didn't even remember it. God began to just give me more revelation and more revelation. And as I, as I began to sing out, redig the well, I just saw all this debris and all of this, this dirt that had compounded on top of the well where, where you couldn't even see that there was just rivers of water flowing underneath. But then God showed me. I saw a shovel, what I would describe more like a pickaxe, beginning to slam into the ground, beginning to slam into the ground beginning to slam into the ground, and I saw this, the, the dirt that had been compounded begin to break, begin to break, and begin to break. And see, we are that pickaxe that needs to, 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 to grab our axe and, and, and slam it into the ground to break through and redig the wells of revival and healing in this house. For there's layers that have formed in our lives. Layers of doubt. Layers of disappointment, layers of discouragement, layers of defeat. We've prayed for that person. We didn't see them get healed. We've prayed ourselves. We didn't see anything happen. So there's layer upon layer of religion, and there's, there's culture, and there's things that surround us, and they speak to us. And they, all those things work against us. They, they would just press more dirt and press more dirt and press more dirt to where their layers just get so thick we can't even feel the presence of God. So I challenge you this morning. Are you ready to redig the wells of revival? Come on, this is participation today. It's not just me. Are you ready to redig the wells of revival? Are you ready to redig the well of healing? Come on, it's time to redig the wells of revival. Pastor Easy has spent his life pouring into people, and he has seen healing after healing after healing. His ministry has been marked by deaf, deaf ears being opened, blind eyes being opened. He's had word of knowledge after word of knowledge, and people have been healed, and they've been set free. Pastor Alina has worked, and she has seen so many people get free and, and healed emotionally that there's been such a, a profound uh, gift in their lives that, that it's just evident I'm a product of the wells that they have dug for us. And so now I say as a church, it's our time to pick up the wells of our forefathers in this room and dig the well of healing and the well of revival that God has spoken. See, I'm not satisfied with experiencing what God did 10, 20 years ago. I want a fresh touch from Him now because that's the one thing He has said to us. You will see a revival of healing in Fort Bend County. So the one word we have, the one well we run to is that well. Yes, there are other wells. It's not the only well. But we run to the well that he has said, go there in this land to a place I will show you. And he has showed us that there will be a healing revival in this church. So this morning, we choose to redig the wells. 
to redig the wells of healing, to redig the wells that people will get up out of their wheelchairs, to redig the wells that blind eyes will be opened, deaf ears will be opened, the lame shall walk, the blind shall see, that, the, the, that those in their deathbed will get out of their bed. God, we thank you, Lord. Come on, we're redigging the wells. I'm not satisfied with what I saw 10, 20 years ago. I'm not satisfied with what I've seen. There is a shortage. There is a famine of healing in this atmosphere. There's a shortage of healing upon the earth. And yes, there may be in other places, but I want it to be right here, right now. I'm not looking for another day. I'm not waiting for the healing anointing to come when the Bible says lay hands on the sick and see them recover. See, I don't have to wait for the feeling. I've just got to wait for when he says go. And he's already said go. So I just got to step into faith this morning. Can we step into faith this morning? That he says lay hands on the sick and see them recover. See, when I lay hands on the sick, I am sowing into healing. And I shall reap healing if I sow in healing. We shall reap healing. Because I'm sowing for what I haven't yet seen, but what God has promised us. I'm sowing because He has said it first. I'm sowing because He said, There, in that land, shall I bless you. So as a church, we can no longer be distracted by many other things. I'm just boldly claiming that we need to focus on the well of healing. We need to focus on the well of healing because it would be just like the enemy to distract us just enough that we don't see the fullness of what God has prophesied over this house. So we've got to be laser focused. See, the Bible says the deep calls unto the deep. Not the shallow unto the deep, but the deep calls unto the deep and the shallow gets swept up by the deep see there was a famine but that didn't stop Isaac from pressing onward great times of revival have been birthed out of times of famine see the major moves of God and revivals over the centuries have been at times when it wasn't easy it's been at the hard times the dark times because it causes people to hit their knees and say, my God, what is going on? My God, where, what have we done? And what does the Bible say? When you repent and turn from your ways, I will hear from you and I will heal the land. See, it's in the darkest hours where God shows up the most because he is waiting on a people to get their attention. This isn't a pro-famine sermon. It's just God will use a famine to get your attention. Because a famine has a way of showing you what's important. Famine has a way of pushing you to the point of either surrender or living your own life your way. See, God used the famine in order to, to prepare and position Isaac. You don't have to keep standing if you're tired. I get it. You can sit down. It's fine. But if you want to stay, stay standing. Because I'm telling you, God has wanted to activate us yes. this morning. Yes. Yes. See, this is much more than me just giving a sermon. It's much more about us responding as a congregation to what God is saying. 
He's saying, if you redig the wells that I have for you, you shall, they shall spring forth from living, rivers of living water. See, this is the kind of sermon that what's interesting enough is, it, is, is I wrestle with it because there's the pastor part of me that wants you to get it. And there's the teacher part of me that wants you to receive it. And then there's the prophetic voice of me that just wants you to walk in what God has said. See, we don't have to know A, B, and C. If we just obey A, then we can move to B. See, this word this morning isn't something that we can just walk away with and go, that was nice. No, this morning is a decision that we are to, in, a, in alignment, in agreement, that we are focusing on the well of revival, that we are calling our attention back. We are not going to allow the enemy to distract us anymore. Because it's much more than just about us. There's a generation of people waiting for breakthrough. There's a generation of people waiting for healing. Fort Bend County would suffer the consequences if we don't press into what God has said. See, those other people would suffer the consequences of our disobedience. And yes, you can choose disobedience. I'm just saying this morning, is there anyone in this room that is ready to redig the wells? Because He is positioning us. He's positioning us. See, He's preparing and positioning us. He's preparing and He's positioning us. But we see at some point, Isaac decides that he wants to go down to Egypt. But see, Egypt is not the place of provision that God had for, e for, for Isaac. See, the problem with Egypt is it looks like favor. The problem with Egypt is it looks like blessing. The problem with Egypt is it looks like the fountain that will never run dry. See, it looks like what it's not. See, Egypt is the easy place. Because where other peoples are being blessed, that's surely where I will be blessed. See, if that preacher is preaching like that, then I should preach like that. Well, God didn't call you to be that preacher. See, at that job, they pay this amount. Well, God didn't call you to that job. Oh, well, at this church, they have this and they have that. Well, God didn't call you to that church. See, where he calls you is where your, your provision lies. See, Isaac could have gone to Egypt, but he would have been out of the provision of God. Yes, there would have been blessing. Yes, there would have been wealth, but he would have missed the full promise that God had for him. And I don't want to miss the promise that God has over this house. Yes, we could do a thousand other things. Yes, we could do deliverance. We could do miracles and mercies and grace. And we could teach on salvation. We could teach on marriage. We could teach on hope. But if we miss the one thing that he says to us, we missed it all. See, the well of this house, the well that we are to dig again for is the well of revival. The well of healing is waiting for us. So grab the axe. Grab the axe. Grab the axe. Come on, break through. See, that's why it's so hard sometimes. See, on the days of worship, when it's easy, we just flow. But until we get resistance in our life, we think, oh, this surely isn't the blessing of God. See, when there's resistance, we think, oh, I need to look somewhere else. See, when things get a little bit tough, when things feel a little bit dry, when I don't feel quite the same about that person that I sit next to in the row, when I have a little bit of unforgiveness on me, I start to think, oh, this must not be the place for me. But don't go look into Egypt when God has said, your reward is in the promised land. There I have a place for you. There I have a place for you.
has a place for us in Fort Bend County. And he has said that many, many times. See, don't go down to Egypt. Stay in the land of which I shall tell you. So how many Egypts have caught your attention? How many Egypts have you turned to, run to, look for provision? See, Egypt looks easier. Egypt, there, I'll find relief. See, we tend to believe that where others are finding provision, there we too will find it. It had the look of everything, the look of blessing, the look of multiplication. It was a thriving city. But God says, you're not called there. So what is your response in the time of famine? Do you stay or do you go? See, do you stay in a place of faith or do you go? Because you can't handle the journey. Because what it looks like is you're in a place of lack. When God is saying, no, 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 if you stay there, there are my promises. See, reason steps in and logic steps in. During a service, things might get a little wild. might get a little loud. We might get a little crazy. We might even make a misstep and we'll think, whoa, 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 whoa. I think we're doing something wrong. But see, in those moments, will we just begin to just press in and say, God, I'm staying on the one place that you have said. See, it's not just something we made up one day. Pastor Easy just pro- boldly proclaimed it from the pulpit one day. I see a healing revival coming to the epicenter. And then it has been said through the mouth of prophets ever since that day. That's right. So it's not something we just thought of. It's not just something we, we, we thought, hey, that sounds cool. See, will we stay in the place of faith when things begin to, to work against us? Will we stay in the place when, when there's opposition that rises up against us? When they say, y'all aren't worth that, that you're not big enough, you're, you're, you can't do what God said us do. Will we stay in the place of faith? So it seems foolish to sow in a time of lack. But yet in the midst of famine, Isaac sows. He sows. There is a mandate upon this house to see a healing revival. And I don't just want to call it the epicenter, a center for healing, a center for training. A center for missions if it's not those things. I'm just going to wrap up in a minute, but we're going to pray. I've asked Dan to help me pray. We're going to pray for the sick. I don't, want, I don't care how many times you've come up for prayer. I want those who want prayer to come up because what I'm, we're doing is we're sowing and healing, believing that we will reap a harvest of healing. See, really the source we're returning to is Jesus. He is the the well that never runs dry. See, He is the thirst that we have. And so we have to pull our attention back upon Him. See, we return to the source. He is that source that we draw upon. Come on, when you dig, you dig for a specific goal. We know Sabata's a geologist, and when they dig for oil, they're not out in, the, in a place where they've never found oil. See, they, they, they spend research and time trying to find out the location where there might be oil. So it's foolish if, we, if we're digging for water in a place where there is no well, but we know that He is the well that never runs dry. So we dig to that well.
For now is the time. Now is the time. Now is the time. Now is the hour. Come on, now is the time. Now is the hour. See, the enemy wants to fill all of our lives with so much debris and so much clutter that we just can't simply find the water. But God is saying, I am the source and return to me. But digging is messy. Digging requires work. See, God gave the word. But guess who has the plow? Come on, come on, come on. Who, guess who has to have the shovel? Guess who has to have the pickaxe? He doesn't do it for us. He says, there you dig. So now we take up the plow, we take up the shovel, we take up the pickaxe, and we begin to bl- we just begin to, to blast away, begin to just hammer away at the thick layers. No, this isn't a pretty message. It's not really the way I wanted it to come out. But you know what? I'll just risk it because that's what God wants to come do. Come on, come on, come on. I like it to be polished, but it's not polished, and I don't care. See, if we receive what God is saying without having to have it spoon-fed to us, we could do a lot more and see a lot greater things. See, if we just could discern what someone is trying to say instead of criticizing what they're saying, if you would just hear the spirit of what's on it, see, we could, as a church, go a lot further, go a lot deeper. See, if it wasn't for the negative criticizers who want to say, did you say it this way? Why did you say it that way? See, if we just dig as a body, if we just all grab the shovel and working hand in hand, side by side, side by side, we will see the, the will of God manifest in this place. Come on, we gotta redig the wells. Come on, we gotta redig the wells. Come on, we gotta break through. We gotta redig the wells. Hey, there's rivers of living water flowing in the well that never will run dry. See, we've gotta press down no matter what it looks like, no matter the obstacles, no matter those who come and say you have no rights to this land or this well or this healing, but we say we have a word from the Lord that says there, there is your well. There is what you are to redig. The well of revival, the well of healing. That's what I've called you to. In that land, there at the epicenter, will I pour out myself and they will receive a drink of the water of the fountain of life that never, 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 never runs dry. Oh, come on, he's just stirring us up. He's stirring us up. He's putting our hands to the plow. Hey. Come on, we're just doing a little bit of breaking work. See, today is the breaking work. Today is the, the day of breaking. If we breaking, we're breaking. See, today, when you're pressing through, you're breaking through. It's in that pressing and in that breaking. We're able to break through the levels of discouragement. We're breaking through the levels of not seeing what God has said. We're breaking through disappointment. We're breaking through unbelief and we're breaking through fear. We're breaking through not trusting. I'm going to end with this. We have the woman of Samaria in John chapter 4. She came to the well with her vessel and she was coming to gather water and there she met Jesus. There she met a man that changed everything. See, what I found interesting is throughout the story, and I'm not, I'm not going to go over it all, but she shows up to the well, and she's going to draw some water out, and God just, just shows her her life, and she realizes that He's the Messiah. He's the one that, 
they've heard of. And for, when I was just reading this, I, I couldn't believe what I read. John chapter 4, 27 says this. And at this point, his disciples came. And they were amazed that he had been speaking with a woman. Yet no one said, what are you seeking? Or why are you speaking with her? Here's the point. So the woman left her water pot and went into the city. See, she came holding a vessel that might contain water, but she left being the vessel that now held living water. See, the vessel to me represents her attempts, her methods, her ways. See, she always came to that well. She always carried this vessel. But notice she left what was behind. See, she, she, she did away with the old and embraced the new. See, we got to leave our vessels, our attempts, our ways. We got to leave it at the feet of Jesus. Because she came thirsty but left her vessel. So she left satisfied. So leave behind your water jar, your, your attempts, your ways. So God has called us back to a land. It's been a famine of healing, but we must redig the well. We must clean out the debris that has blocked our wells from flowing. See, when Isaac dug the well, when he finally got to the last well after they stopped fighting on him, they named it Rehoboth. It was, a la- it, was, it was called that because it's a place of openness. And I believe that is what God is calling to us, a place, a broad place, a place that's flowing with his presence. Come on, I, just, I want to invite you, th- yo, those of you up who need prayer. I know it's a little late if you need to go. It's 1235. You're more than welcome to leave. But I'm just asking if you want prayer for healing. Come on, if you've been up one time, a thousand times, 10,000 times, I don't care. We're just going to sow in what God has said. Because I believe if we step out in faith, he will meet us at our need. Can we do that? Come forward. Just go ahead and start coming forward. Thank you, Lord. Just gather at the front. Just gather around. Dan's going to start praying. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, and what I'm going to say is you ask specific things. Come on, we're going for specific targets. Don't just say, I need prayer because I'm not feeling well. Say, I need prayer because this is what I'm going through. This is what is going on in my body. So we can we can speak to specific things. Let's go specific this morning. See, when we're, we're digging for a well, we're, we're, we're looking for specific things, specific resources. He is that supply. So just just let's just do go specific this morning and believe that God will do supernatural things. See, when I began to read... There's a book that John gave me uh, some months back, and it's about Healing Unplugged. And I thought, God, I'm just going to read that book just to get inspiration. And so I'd opened up the chapter of chapter 3, and I read one sentence, and I thought, I don't need to read anymore. That's the answer. He said, what do you do? He said, I just step out in faith. I don't wait for anything. I don't wait for a word of knowledge. I just step out because that's what the Bible says. That's right, Alan. Come on. See, that's the confirmation that I need. All the confirmation I need is that he said it. I don't have to wait for some special anointing. He is the anointing. Come on, Alan. He is the anointing. He is he. He is the healer. Come on, let's just pray as we pray for one another. Come on, the, the, it says that we will lay hands on the sick and see them recover. This isn't just me praying. It's all of us corporately together gathering under under the one name and just proclaiming that God is in this room, that He will do what He says, and that healings will break out. I got one more thing to share. I know I know I know I need to. I'm going to wrap it up. 
couple weeks ago, we had a, a visitor. It was uh, Dan and Alicia's friend, Devin. It was the day that John was ministering. God moved so powerfully. And after the service, I, uh, I, was, I, I went to, after I pulled myself together, I think I went to the restroom. I came back in and, and uh, Ariana came to me and said, Devin has a word for you. And I said, okay, okay, I'll come there. So I came and it was just over in this corner. I walked over there. And as he began to pray, he goes, this morning in worship, I got healed. He goes, I, I came in and my neck was, was just locked and I couldn't. He goes, but the minute we started worship, all of a sudden it, it just unlocked and it became free. And then he said, I am the first. The Lord tells, wants me to tell you, I am the first of many. He did not know that we've been having a lot of healings during worship. Like over the years, we've seen it. And then he said, and this is what the Lord showed me, that along these walls, there'll be crutches and wheelchairs. Come on, guys. He had no, I stopped him and I said, wait, 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 wait. Have you heard someone say that? Of course I knew the answer. He said no, but I knew that that was the same word we've gotten several times. So out of the mouth of another person that God sends here, he says, I see wheelchairs and, and crutches all along the walls. God is up to something. God is up to something. Come on, well, let's dig this morning. Let's dig this morning. 